Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous Vision for You Big Book Study. Name, my name is Russ M., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. So today's Friday, November 24, 2023. This is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we're reading in the Big Work Book. We're in the foreword to the second edition. We're reading that first paragraph, starting with prior to his journey to Akron, ending with that alcoholic turned out to be the Akron physician. All right, so we have today's readers. For the steps, 12 steps, we have Visa BP. For the traditions, we have Tens and P. Reading the text is Amory M. Page 164 is Nancy C. Our backup readers, Katie G. Newcomer readers, Susan S.H. Second hour host is Ann A. The reference numbers from yesterday, Thursday, um, November 23rd, 2023, to 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 20,867. 20867. The 10 a.m. meeting uh, reference number is 20,868. Says 20868. The OA preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry a message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and a practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I asked Lisa B.T., to read the 12 steps. Uh, thanks, Russ. Good morning. Um, the 12 steps. Um, step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. I'm sorry, over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, 
Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics, or to uh, compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks. Thanks, Lisa. Next up with the traditions is Tenzin P. Mm, good morning, everyone. Tenzin P. checking in from New York. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop compulsive eating. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you very much. I pass. Thanks, Tanzan. Our meeting works. Our meeting... Uh, one second. Sorry about that. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery, describing the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We may read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep a share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we're back in the forward to the second edition on page XVI, and we're reading the first uh, paragraph of that page prior to his journey to Akron, and we're ending with that alcohol turned out to be the Akron physician, and we're just reading that one paragraph. And I've asked Anne-Marie M. to start us off today. Good morning. This is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina. Uh, recovered through God's grace and by working the 
the steps of Alcoholics Anonymous book. Big book. Okay, prior to his journey to Akron, the broker had worked hard with many alcoholics on the theory that only an alcoholic could help an alcoholic. But he had succeeded in only keeping sober himself. The broker had gone to Akron on a business venture, which had collapsed, leaving him greatly in fear that he might start drinking again. He suddenly realized that in order to save himself, he must carry this message to another alcoholic. That alcoholic turned out to be the Akron physician. So, yeah, this paragraph just reminds me that I cannot do this alone. I can't be in recovery. I can't stay I can't stay abstinent by myself. I had gotten abstinent many, many times, but I was unable to stay abstinent. And um, you know, it was, it was uh actually this last time, you know, g- getting in touch with with God. It's not not part of this paragraph, but I'm just thinking the reason why I'm staying abstinent is because of my my relationship with God. But going back to the paragraph, um, and, and, you know, God speaks through people. So in, sen- in a sense, that is part of this paragraph. I need to stay in conscious contact with God at all times. My relationship with him needs to be improved at all times. And when I speak with other um compulsive overeaters who's doing the same thing that I'm doing, following the instructions in this book, then I'm I'm hearing God. So that's one way um for me to um be able to stay to stay abstinent. But he's they're talking about one alcoholic helping another and I get so much and I know people say this all the time, but I do get so much out of helping another by sponsoring other people, by going through the book every time. And uh, I I don't like it when someone says, you know, I hate to, I, I'm, you know, I'm wasting your time. When I'm in the big book attempting to, to help someone, it's not a waste of my time, believe me. And... I like that it says he suddenly realized that in order to save himself, he must carry this message to another alcoholic. And there are a lot of must in this book and has to. So I do follow the instructions followed in this big book, and I do sponsor people. I take them through the big book. I I work with them. I get to know them. And um, like it talks about in uh, working with others, um, I, I become friends with these people. And so I'm so grateful for this program, for me being able to um, to stay sober, stay abstinent, and to be able to help another. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, you know, I've heard people, and I too at first was very frightened to sponsor someone. I thought I was going to screw up. And, you know, how important did I think I was that I was going to be able to ruin someone else's life so um, and not be able to get them sober or abstinent. I really thought that that's what I would needed to do is I was supposed to get them Sorry. to be abstinent. And that's not true. It's just I'm supposed to be working with another. And um, it helps me to stay abstinent. So I'll pass with that. Thanks. 
Thanks, Anne-Marie. Now we're going to open up the lines for sharing. And uh, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So uh, others get a shot to share. So if you um, share it on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, please step back. All right. So one at a time, please. Go ahead. Susan. Susan S.H. Susan. Rachel K.P. Rachel KP. Elise N. Elise L. Lulu. Julie P. Julie P. Christy. Christy. Novella P. Novella. All right, that's a pretty good list. So we got Susan S.H., Rachel K.P., Elise N., Lulu L., Julie P., Chris G., and Novella P. All right, Susan, you're up. I'm now unmuted. This is Susan S.H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Ohio. Very grateful to be here. I noticed that Bill, it talked about how Bill had only succeeded in, in New York at keeping, to start with, keeping his sobriety. And I remember the place where Lois brought that up to him. Um, this paragraph highlights to me how many of us, I was, are fearful to sponsor. This, um, his realization that he was in danger of losing his own sobriety convinced him to step out again in faith, letting go of the outcome, and it, and give it his all another time. <laughs> and yeah, this speaks to me whether, whether the sponsees I have recover, pick up, or fade away. It is not mine to control. It is their journey, and it is between them and their higher power. But I must share what has kept me abstinent I must step out in faith and ensure my immunity from compulsive eating by intensive work with other compulsive overeaters. I'm grateful to say that this has kept me abstinent through seven Thanksgivings so far. And I am so grateful for a gift I never thought could be possible. I, you know, I, wish, I wish with all my heart to share that and and so I sponsor. I step out even with that hesitation, even with that, oh, what if I can't help? The fact is I'm helping myself, and in so doing, I am helping others, and I will continue to do this. And that is my story, and I pass. All right, Susan, thank you. So next up is Rachel KP, followed by Elise and Good morning. This is Rachel KP, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Pennsylvania. Um, there's so much. What I, what I see in this paragraph is, is faith, right? I mean, how remarkable that that Bill W. Um, you know, he he was working on this theory, this theory that only an alcoholic could help an alcoholic. Um, 
and but he hadn't necessarily he he, he had experienced it right himself and there, there, there was no, you know, the, the fellowship had not mushroomed. It hadn't been created yet, right? So he, he, he only had a sample size of one to go off of him, himself, essentially. And he had this sense of faith that, you know, if I carry this message, if I talk about the problem, you know, if I, if I educate the problem and help enlighten them on this problem and then talk about the solution, which is carrying the message, then I can stay recovered. And I can help other people recover, but but he was he was working off of this theory, and I mean thank God that that day that he was tempted to relapse, he had this thought that you know this realization that in order to save myself I must carry the message to another alcoholic, which he did, and then he found um, Dr. Bob, right, which is um, incredible that, or I'm sorry, I think it was Bill Dawson. Um, just incredible that he had this, this faith. He knew that, that this could work, um, but he didn't have a lot of evidence to go off of. And that is what's required of us, of, of me, I'll speak for myself, in this program, that, you know, even though I've sponsored a lot of people and, and not one of them has truly recovered, I still have this sense of faith that if I carry the message and, and walk somebody through the solution, I will stay recovered. And, and that's not the angle that I come at this from necessarily. I genuinely want to help people. I genuinely, you know, want to see people recover. But at the end of the day, you know, as long as I carry this message, I will stay recovered. And, and that shows that this works. The solution truly does work. And, I'm just so grateful that that Bill like carried on and you know and that that AA became what it was and now now we have OA which is what you know as it is today. Um so with that I will pass. Thank you. All right, there Rachel. Thank you. Next up is Elise Elise N followed by Lulu L. Hi, good morning, and thank you for your service. Um, <clears throat> I'm grateful for this meeting and grateful to my God for um, my abstinence during Thanksgiving, which was just amazing considering what used to be. And I owe it to, um, and my religion, which I owe to OA and to this meeting and my sponsor. Um, I just wanted to share that um, I'm uh I'm a new sponsor. Um, I've, only, I've been in this program 30 years. Um, I, was, I was a chronic relapser. Um, I've been absent for a year now, which I'm very grateful for. I'm not afraid to sponsor because I'll tell you why. Because I have a kick-ass sponsor who um, was in the program even longer than me, probably 40 years or, or a little less. And she has, I don't know, seven years of recovery, and she's recovered. And so she's sponsored me in the way that helped her to recover. And she can see me because I'm, like, looking in the mirror for her. And she's a critical level person. I weighed 
I'm five foot two. I weighed 275 pounds. Um, when that was just the last time that I had weighed myself. So I'm a critical level person. I'm a volume eater. I'm a sugar eater. Um, and so is she. And, um, and, and so I know that when I sponsor, I can always lean on her if I don't know the answers to things. And I am ready to sponsor. I'm not afraid. I'm excited about it. I'm looking for a newcomer or somebody that has a burning desire to recover. Um, and I know not to attach myself to someone else's recovery, their their outcome, because like she told me, if I have a do- if I had a dollar for every person who said, I want to do this, and then they didn't do it, <clears throat> she'd be a very rich woman. And this program, I've heard this said before, it's not about people that want it, not about people that need it, it's about people that do it. Um, and I, it took me a long time to do that fourth step. It took me about nine months before I wasn't afraid to do the fourth step. But that's when I had a spiritual awakening and I started and, and I really was um, had neutrality around the food and my depression and my anxiety lifted. And that's when I really um, started to recover. And it wasn't until I was getting outside help, outside therapy for those conditions, and I was doing the steps and on the fourth step that my compulsion to eat was lifted and my anxiety and depression were lifted. So anybody out there that's struggling, that's eating, that's having a hard time, I'm here for you. Okay. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you, Elise. So next up is Lulu L, but before Lulu, I shall let you know where we're at. We're on page XBI in the forward to the second edition, the first paragraph, prior to his journey to Akron and ending with uh, that alcohol turned out to be the Akron physician. And we're just reading that paragraph. All right, Lulu, you're up. Thank you. Can I be heard? Yep. Okay, good. (laughs) Yes. My name is Lulu L, and I reside in Florida, although at the moment I'm in the mountains of North Georgia. I am recovered with so much gratitude for today. And I have just buckets of gratitude that God led Bill W. to write this book with with everyone else who helped him edit it. It's it's like magic. I open the pages of this book. I'm just speaking to the newcomer who doesn't understand this book yet. Hang in there because we are here to help each other. That's the beauty of this. We are here to help each other. And that word must, he suddenly realized that in order to save himself, he must carry his message. That, I mean, that is the crux of this program. It does not work, at least I haven't met anybody, where it works if we do it on, you know, on the island by ourselves. We are not an island here. We are a group of people that suffer from the same malady. And I love that Bill W. came to the theory, as has already been spoken, that in order to stay sober, he had to help others. 
And I found that to be 1,000% true. I need to help others. It's not a I want to, it's not a, oh, but the birds are singing and the sky is blue kind of thing. This is, in order for me to stay recovered, I must help others. And as has already been stated, not everybody sticks. We lose people. They fall by the wayside. They're not ready. Their journey has not brought them to the place where their face is in the mud. And that's okay. Who am I to decide that? I'm just there to take the hand of anybody who wants to, to be helped. It is my great joy. I love sponsoring. I don't care how much time it takes. I love it. And as my sponsor, when we finished, um, you know, she was like, okay, it's time. It's time for you. And she cut the umbilical cord because I was <laughs> probably pretty codependent on her and she cut the umbilical cord and said okay go out there and do the same that I've done with you and yeah I did it I didn't I don't know if I was good at it I probably wasn't but we learn as we go it's a journey and I love the journey and you know sometimes I fall on my face as a sponsee and as a sponsor, and I get up and I dust myself off and on I go. So we must carry this message. Thank you, thank you for allowing me to share. Have a beautiful day, my friends. Thanks, Lulu. Next up is Julie P. Followed by Chris G. Good morning. My name is Julie P. I am a compulsive overeater in northern Minnesota. You know, I have made a commitment to speak once a week on this meeting to be part of the herd, and it is truly changing um, my recovery. So I'm thanking everybody who puts this meeting together. I didn't think I had anything to say about this paragraph, but the more I started digging in, my sponsor says, how can you identify with Bill? How do you think like Bill thought? You know, and there's some words that are really standing out here to me and is that he was traveling in great fear. And I have to think about how do I travel in great fear? I do that on a daily basis. And and the thing that really is striking me here is that he had a sudden realization is that he was listening to that intuitive voice within And when I think about that, I think, am I listening to that intuitive voice or am I giving into fear? What are the behaviors that I continue today out of fear to quiet the people in my life? And when I take a look at that, you know, he was willing to step out of his comfort zone. And what am I willing to do today to step out of my comfort zone and do what I need to do to recover. And that means I will leave. It doesn't matter if my husband doesn't like if I get fellowship phone calls today because they're saving my life. And I have to be willing to step out of that comfort zone or I'm gonna eat a cookie again. And thank you all, and with that, I'll pass. Uh, 
All right, Chris, thank you very much. Next up is, oh, I'm sorry, Julie. It's Julie. All right, next up is Chris G. I'm sorry, I got the names confused here for a second. Thank, thank you, Russ. <clears throat> thank you, everybody, for being at the meeting today, and thank you for your service. Um, um, my name's Chris G., and I live in Tennessee. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I get to share the graph. Uh, what's the, what, the, the thought that, that this brings to my mind is that, um, that, that here Bill tells his story. He tells his story in one paragraph or two paragraphs. He, 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 he tells his story over and over and over again. So I guess maybe this is the first time he tells his story, but uh, you will hear it again. So, so I, the, the part of his story in this paragraph is that he was, he, he was greatly in fear that he might start drinking again. And boy, I tell you what. We are greatly in fear that we might start back into the food. You know, we are greatly in fear of getting back into the food. And he suddenly realized that in order to save himself, he must carry his message to another alcoholic. Well, he tried that. He tried that in New York and it didn't work. What was the difference here? What was the difference here? That it, that it, that it worked. It was God's timing. He suddenly realized that in order to save himself, he must carry the message to another alcoholic. And it just happened to be Dr. Bob. That's an interesting story. And, 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 um, and, and the idea that I, I, I hope to stay sober until I die. I hope to, to stay out of the food. And that's my hope that I stay out of the food. But how do I do that? Well, together, we do it together. I don't, I don't do it on a mountaintop all by myself. We come together and we share together and we, and we have these sudden realizations. I have sudden realizations when I hear other people tell their stories. And sometimes the idea sticks with me for the rest of my life, what I hear in their story. And that's what happened here. He suddenly realized and he understood something in a way that he never had understood before. And I think it stuck with him. So I'm going to pass. Thank you. Thank you, Russ. And thank you, everybody. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Next up is Novella P. And then we're going to uh, take another list. Novella, star one, please. Hi, this is a novella. Can I be heard? Yep, got you now. Okay. All right, novella P from Maine. Um, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm just going, oh my gosh, I just love how God works. Because this is me. I love it when I start reading something. I'm going, oh my God, they're telling my story. And that's where I am this morning. It said, leaving him greatly in fear that he might start drinking again, he suddenly realized that in order to save himself, he must carry his message. And that was me this morning. I was greatly in fear that I wasn't doing, I wasn't doing enough. I got to do, because uh, I just started this program, uh, just finished my, my, um, my work with my sponsor, and now she's sending me out there. And I have a sponsee. I didn't get to talk to her yesterday. I didn't get to talk to her today. 
And now I'm just getting really squirrely in my mind thinking, oh, my God, I'm not working my 10, 11, and 12. I'm not to, and I'm going, what am I going to do, God? What am I going to do? And all of a sudden, he said to me, go to the meeting and share. So that's why I'm here. <laughs> and I'm just going, oh, my God, I just love how he works. So that's why I'm sharing this morning because I have to do my 12 steps. I don't want to go back to drinking or eating in this in our case, but I just, I just love, I'm so grateful for a vision for you, for you because I've been in, I'm in an OA group here face to face, but they, I couldn't get a sponsor. And it's through this program that I was able to, able to get a sponsor and get abstinent again. So I'm just so grateful. I just, I don't know. I'm just, so grateful to have a God who has shown me how to get here. It's only by the grace of God that I'm here. And um, with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you. All right, Novella. Thank you. All right, the line's going to be open again for sharing. And if we share it on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, please step back to others to have a shot at sharing. And we are in the forward to the second edition, page XBI, the first paragraph prior to his journey to Akron, ending with the alcohol turned out to be the Akron physician. So who would like this year? Adele R. Anita L. I got Adele R. I missed one. I got Anita. Coney B. Uh, Okay. Is it Cody? Tony, T-O-N-I. Oh, Tony, Tony. Tony B. Pedro B. Pedro. Donna K. from Ohio. Donna. Who else? Anybody else on this? Ramona A. Ramona. Well, let's go with this. Adele R. Tony B. Nita L. Pedro B. Donna K. Ramona A. Anyone else? Chris W. With a K. Got you, Chris. All right. That's a pretty good list. All right, Adele. uh, More, too. If we can get everybody, we'll get them. All right, Adele was up first. Good morning. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thanks, Russ, for your service. My name is Adele R. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater um, in Kansas City. And the word that really stood out to me was suddenly. And um, he realized that he needed to do something that it says at the beginning of the paragraph. He had already been working hard to do with a lot of people. But um, it seemed to me that in this moment, he, his need was so deep. And it seemed like he had forgotten it for a moment. But he suddenly realized. And Um, I can really relate to that. Uh, It seems like there's a prescription of action that 
I don't remember always at first. And I am, my mind is obliterated by everything, but what I wanted and what I am not getting and where I would turn to is the food. And he suddenly realizes that the thing that he needs to do is to help another. And that is when he finally meets someone who's able to receive the plan that he has. And these paragraphs in the last few days have been so incredible. The sharing has been so amazing. And I'm feeling to my core that this need, this need that we have is so deep. And when we feel it, we acknowledge our powerless, this lack of power that we have, the power that we're looking for, that power is looking for me. And when I act on that, with my action that I've been given, that power is also looking for you through me. And I am so touched by just all the shoulders of folks that we stand on who are using this prescription and finding their sanity, finding their humanity, finding power. I'm just deeply grateful for the last few days of Shears and deeply grateful for what I've found in my life. Um, and and I pass. All right, there, Del. Next up is Tony B. Star one, Tony. Thank you. Hi, my name's Tony B. Um, recovered compulsive overeater in Scotland. Very grateful to be here on this meeting today. And, um, Yes, it, it is It is moving. It's like, that. thank God, you know, that first realization um, that he had, that he absolutely must pass it on. And, you know, we've got it thanks to, thanks to that, that moment in the foyer where he could have gone to the bar or he could have gone to the telephone and he made that choice to go to the telephone. He may not, you know, the um, fellowship just may not be here if it weren't for that moment. And, um, you know, we're given it. He he had to find it out. Um, thank God he did. And we're given it quite clearly um, throughout the book, you know, must work with others, imperative that we do the 12th step, you know, carry this message to alcoholics. Um, there's there's um, sometimes no other way of... Um, of staying well there is no other way of staying well it is imperative and you know that i'm so glad that the sponsor sponsor i worked with told me once you've worked just at nine or you begin to work it you begin to work 10 11 and you find a sponsor and and it, there is a threshold there's a sort of uh there's a leap of faith and there's a time where you kind of feel you're quite ready but um i tell my sponsees now it's it's imperative and it it's um keeping me well and i love that um i think carlin that says uh you know i have a hundred percent success rate with my sponsees because i'm recovered you know i'm staying recovered and it does work where all else fails and i just i just thank god that it's so clearly in this book so very clearly stated and that we can pass that on um you know, to to the newcomer, to the newly recovered 
fellow that it's that it's so important. Thanks for letting me share. I'll leave it there. All right, Tony. Thank you. Next up is Anita L. Followed by Pedro B. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. Outside of Philadelphia. Um, you know, I love the forwards. Um, what what I'm able to see is in the first forward to the second, how the fellowship began to grow. And this paragraph shows how it began to grow. You know, Bill carried the message to Dr. Bob, and um, he wanted it. He didn't get it at first. He relapsed, so anybody who's out there who is in or has relapsed, me being one of those people, just hang in there because Dr. Bob did want it. He wanted it, and when Bill worked with him, he did the work, and that's what I have to do. I need to do the work. And part of that work is now that I've completed all 12 steps, I must carry this message to others uh, because it's a message of hope. And, you know, I know where I've come from, and it was a pretty dark place. And for me to live in the sunlight of the spirit, and I have to tell you guys that I noticed when I put my name out, I turned and looked out the window, and the sun just came out right after I said my name. Well, it's not very, uh, you know, there's a lot of clouds, but I could see the, the sun, the lightness, the brightness come out. And that's how I feel today, that I am one with my higher power. And in order to stay one with my higher power, I must take time out for prayer meditation. And I did that this morning. And if you can believe it, my my question that I posed to my higher power was, should I meditate? I mean, should, sorry, should I sponsor someone um, who asked me to do this and look at the message? God wrote back to me, you'll intuitively know. And then I, I turn on this meeting and here the whole thing is about sponsoring. So my answer is yes, carry this message to others. And I pray that I will be a message of hope for them. And with that, I pass because everyone here on this line is that to me. So thanks. Have a great day. I pass. Thanks, Anita. Next up is Pedro B., followed by Donna K. Good morning, Ross. How can I be heard? Yep. Ah, thank you. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for for being here. I'm grateful that I'm at a meeting of uh, Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, uh, yeah, in, in reading this paragraph, uh, there's a few things that jumped at me. Uh, prior to his journey to Auckland, the brokers have worked hard with many alcoholics to on the theory that only an alcoholic could help an alcoholic. But he has succeeded only in keeping so, in keeping sober himself. And I find that an interesting uh, phrase there. Uh, you know, he has succeeded only in keeping, he was keeping himself sober? Interesting. 
The broker had gone to Akron on a business venture which had collapsed, leaving him greatly in fear that he might start drinking again. Oh, wow. So, uh, uh, yeah, I have the fear that I might overeat today. And that, you know, I was thinking about that, and, and it's like, oh, that could be something I heard in AA. This is, uh, it's a good fear. It's a, oh, wow, so fear can even create value for me. Oh, so being fearful is not too too bad of a thing sometimes, you know. I'm not afraid of the lion. The lion might, might eat me. Anyways, um, yeah, so living greatly in fear that he might start. That's my, see, I'm a compulsive overeater. And, you know, I like to say that I'm a, a compulsive overeater, not recover. And the reason why I like to say not recover is because I have a problem. And my problem is that I can't stay stop. I can't stay stop. So if I can't stay stop, I'm not recovered. So I'm trying to stay stop today. Once again, one more day, right? And what I have is now, right? All I have, this, I have never breath. I have never, you know, this is a brand new moment. This is a brand new moment. I've never lived this moment before. So I have to put everything I think I know aside for an open mind and a new experience. And then I might have an opportunity to be in the moment and to, I mean, I really, it's, it's like, how, how do I, like yesterday, just, it, it's a miracle for me that I stay, I feel that I didn't overeat yesterday. You know, it was interesting because I usually, Way to measure my meal, and I was I was at a dinner, and it's like, I, what am I going to bring my scale to this dinner? No, and it's like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to try not to overeat, even though I might have overeaten, you know, and and what's the right, you know, I know this that when when I eat the right amount of foods, I know it's the right amount, and when I overeat, I also know that, right? so I. Thanks, thanks for letting me share. Ross, um, thanks for your service. Happy, happy uh, Black Friday, everybody. Thanks, Pedro. Appreciate it. So, Donna Kay's going to be up, but we're in the Florida to the second edition page, XBI, that first paragraph prior to his journey to Akron. All right, Donna, you are, you are up. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Um, Donna came from Ohio, uh, recovered but not cured, but very grateful. Um, I just want to say that um, when I was going to face-to-face meetings, okay, over quite a long time, um, the phone was so heavy. <laughs> I just couldn't make couldn't make outreach calls, couldn't call people in between. Um, it it yesterday doesn't matter. <laughs> Yesterday's gone. Um, my holidays are, are very different from the way they used to be. And, um, there's nothing magical about Monday, <laughs> nor is there anything magical about January the 4th through the 5th. Okay. <laughs> we, we can get recovery anytime we want to start working the program. And, um, there's a lot of, a lot of people here that will help. And I just want to say, you know, pick up that phone. <laughs> pick up the phone and, and give them a call. Um, 
we understand. We all understand um, for today. I'm recovered, but I'm very grateful that the program is here. And it is a lot of work, but it's worth it. And it's change. Change is hard. But you know what? It's possible, okay? And uh, it really helps my higher power and helps me really take care of myself in a loving, kind way. And um, I'm very grateful for that. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Have a good day. Thanks, Donna. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. Ramon is up. Uh, and then Chris W. Hi. Good morning. This is Ramona A. in Vermont. And uh, not sure what I wanted to say, but I know that I'm so, so grateful for so many things. I didn't get to share last Sunday, and, and I know that I need to say I'm grateful for being a compulsive overeater because I never thought that before. But if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have known those 12 steps and I wouldn't have known all the wonderful people I know. So gratitude asks that you give back. You know, that's part of what gratitude means, is give back. And so that's what step 12 is. Once I've received that spiritual awakening, then, yes, I give back in all my affairs, but I give back especially to other compulsive overeaters. And that involves sponsoring, and which I don't know, I, I guess, well, it was a long time ago when I first you know, came into OA, and, um, you know, and, and first got abstinent and worked the steps, et cetera. So, I mean, it sounds ancient, but it's not quite that long. <laughs> it is, it, it uh, you know, challenges my memory to, to think of all of that, that time. But I did work with other people, and I wasn't, I don't know, for some reason I wasn't uh, timid about it. So maybe it was part of my work experience and skills I'd gotten and whatever, but... It was wonderful to share this message. It was wonderful to take people through the steps. And I think probably Bill was really, really grateful that morning when Bob took on the message, when he, he made it his own after, you know, his his lapse and worked with Bill because Bill had not found anybody before that. So that was so important. I'm, I'm sure that that partnership had to be precious at that time. But there are other ways, too, that I I carry the message in doing service to almost every meeting that I belong to or go to. I think it's so important to make sure those meetings are there for the next compulsive overeater. What if it hadn't been there for me? You know, where would I be today? I'm, I, have, I can't even imagine. So that uh, said, you know, to do that service, whatever service it is, carries the message also. So, and making the phone calls and, and working with people in whatever capacity they want, you know, my help or to work or whether it's a one-time phone call or particular steps or the whole, you know, the whole nine yards, all 12 steps to work through it. So all of that is what keeps me, Time. you know, absolute, what keeps me clear. Insane. So, thank you. 
Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Ramona. So we have about four minutes. Chris and Mar split two and two. Does that work for you? Sure. This is Chris uh, W. Chris with a K. All right. I'm Nashville. And um, yeah, I just I'm excited that. I do get to work with other people and that I do have recovery. And I am very, very grateful that I'm a compulsive overeater. Not when I was in the disease, but on the other side where I really do feel recovered and I can help other people. And it's it's not a chore. Sometimes I'll, I might think, oh, it'd be nice to have a little break, but I know that the fear, I have a good healthy fear of going back and thinking it's okay to eat and that other people are trying to make, take something away from me if they um, expect me to be abstinent. And I just have a whole new way of thinking. And it's, um, it's amazing because I couldn't do this on my own. I couldn't make myself think differently about things and the fact that I I brought my food, I bring my food anywhere if I eat just because of the food plan I'm on, but I didn't have one single moment of desire to eat what other people were eating. I looked at all the different colors they had on their plates and I thought mine looks actually prettier and I was just totally free and I think of how many years that I would not go to things or um, because I didn't want to eat because I was on a diet or I would hold off from eating and then go home and eat tons of other stuff just because I had to make up because I didn't eat enough. Um, and anyway, I don't uh, really have anything else to say. Thank you. Uh, perfect timing. All right, Maura, you're up. You got about two minutes, minute and a half. Now. Thanks, Rescue Service. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking the meeting. Maura Z recovered in Virginia, gratefully so, by God's grace and mercy. The same line sticks out for me. He suddenly realized that in order to save himself, he must carry his message to another alcoholic. That guidance, that imperative is continued in this book in several different places. Um, the word must is very important. It's, it's a directive. It's telling me this is what I have to do in order to save myself. Um, in working with others, page 102, your job now is to be at the place where you may be of maximum helpfulness to others. So never hesitate to go anywhere. You can be helpful. This is my primary purpose. And this I do with joy in my heart. I love to sponsor. Um, I love to be able to hear on the other end of the line how a sponsee changes and grows and grasps this program with both hands. Um, and 
doesn't want to let go and does the work. Um, it's a privilege to be involved in that. And uh, I do it to save myself very selfishly. But I do it to pass on the message. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Maura. You're going to be our last year. I jacked up the time again. All right. We thank you to everyone that shared on this meeting. And uh, please uh, stick around for the second on the recorded hour of the study. And you can share on that right after the closing. And then today's share ID, uh, Friday, November 24, 2023, and the 7 a.m. meeting is 20,807. Two zero eight seven zero, and uh, we'll now close the, with the reading from the Big Book on page one sixty four, followed by a Serenity Prayer. Uh, Nancy C is up to read that for us. Hey, thanks so much, uh, Russ. Uh, thanks to everyone today. I'm beyond grateful. The FAC recovered this morning in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we only know a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past and give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as we as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>